What is up, you guys? Welcome to the Pop Gospel Podcast. I am your host, Chad the Dad. Joining me are my co-hosts, Aaron Sexton. I have a new catchphrase. Casey Winstead. New year, new me. Josh Inman. Hey now. And Josh Rhodes. On the YouTube. (laughs) Wait, you're on YouTube? No, I just thought I would say something completely stupid. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. You know, he does it every week he's on here, so. Mm. (laughs) So what's your new catchphrase, Aaron? So when I get really excited about catching a fish, I just say, look at this mamma jamma. And I really thought it was included in more people's vernacular, but apparently it's just me. And so, like... I think it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, well, now I'm the only one still saying it. <laughs> and I'm bringing it back, apparently, because in my my little community that follows my fishing page, like, now they're tagging me in posts where they're calling their fish mamma jammas, and it really makes me happy. And so I think my first shirt in... Or sticker will be will have something that says Mamma Jamma on it. So uh, is the catchphrase "Look at this Mamma Jamma" or is it just Mamma Jamma? It's just Mamma Jamma. So it's okay. not going to be a freaking bowfin because that was like, that's going to end like, up. That's, that's going to end up on something. That I tried to make it a reel and it just it needs to go viral and I don't know why it won't. Freaking speaking of viral, <laughs> speaking of, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Speaking of viral, your boy over here has pleurisy. And Dr. Chad, medicine woman, <laughs> knew a whole lot more about it than I thought he would. No, I really he didn't. He said the plurals, the pleuris side of his yeah. lungs. And I was like, He was explaining what? it to Aaron. I came in and I was telling him about it. He's like, oh, yeah. like He just started explaining it exactly like the doctor Rolled right off of his tongue. A I WebMD t- over here. I took the information you had just given and just blurted it out. Yeah, but I didn't know that was part of the body. Like, well, I didn't. Either. Well, but you used it so confidently. Let's look it up. What did you say you had? Pleurisy. Pleurisy. And you said something about your lungs. How do you spell lungs. that? P l u r s e y. I'm sure. And you said wrong. something about your rib cage. That's yeah, like an inflammation. Oh, p l e u r i s y. We should have given that to Rhodes. And so all I said was, <laughs> "Yeah, man, he's got the whatever I said in the pl- polaris." Region of his yeah. lung cage was but what you, I said. No inflammation of the pleura. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. But I did. I thought it was just like you know because sometimes they name diseases after the people that either have them or discover them. Like I didn't know if you know like Doctor Pleuris had discovered. <laughs> well, this I don't. Dang even, what disease. a terrible thing though. You want to be named after the thing that like killed you. Except it killed you. Killed you. <laughs> killed you. I'll be it? Dr. Old Age. <laughs> <laughs> it's also known as pleuritis or pleuritic chest pain. Okay, first off, it's also known you changed, as... Oh. You changed your name to the way you would die, <laughs> not vice versa. You said you would be Dr. <laughs> old Age. I know, but old age is already a thing. Like... You can't be like, what do you die except, from? Except well, it's not what you died from, it's what you cured. So, the pleura, uh, the, the lung is surrounded by two pleural later, layers. And that's pleurisy... That's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Pleurisy is the inflammation of one of those pleura. Yeah, I feel real inflamed. This whole started because I told Chad that I'd just taken a steroid pill... And I don't know if it keeps me up or keeps me asleep because it's like, hey, take one right before bed. But when I take it, I'm kind of like eyes wide open. So I didn't know. Take it before it'll the keep you, <gasps> It'll keep you clogged up. Mm. Like the bathroom? Like number two oh, clogged Oh, that's up? a cause. Oh. You know that's right. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm great. Like number two clogged now up? Now we've talked about my personal <laughs> no, business <laughs> with my lungs and my bowel movements, so let's move on to somebody else. Well, we've talked about your probiotic like three weeks yes. in a row. So. Yes. Speaking of bowel movements, well, nope. if you haven't read <laughs> nope. BJ Novak's nope. book, The Book With No Pictures... We read that tonight at bedtime. Tinley and I did. And there's a part of it that makes me feel like a fifth grader because I can't say it without laughing. And is it duty? The whole book is about how whatever's 
it's teaching kids about books. It says whatever's written on the page, the adult has to read. Okay? And so then the book proceeds to make the adult say ridiculous things. And one of those things is saying that my best friend is a hippo named Boo Boo Butt. And every time I read Boo Boo Butt, it makes me laugh really hard. And so for 10 minutes tonight, Tinley and I repeated to each other, Boo Boo Butt, and laughed until she fell asleep. That's not amusing. It was a great, it was a great memory for me. That's funny. Boo Boo Butt. Maybe you could put that on your shirt. Look at this boo-boo butt, mamma-jamma. <laughs> Look at this, this boo-boo butt, mamma-jamma. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> I can't with you guys. Speaking of speaking of things about me, I uh, I had my homeschool friends hanging out again. Yeah, homeschool. I got some homeschool facts. Homeschooled. Drop the facts on us. What did we, what were we going to call it? Homeschooled? Yeah. Homeschooled. Wiggity, wiggity, homeschooled. Okay, you ready for this? Just pick one of those for your sting. Lego is the largest tire manufacturer in the world. Mm. I could see that. Think about it. It's all. It's also the smallest <laughs> tire manufacturer in the world. But, um, oh, man. No, wouldn't Hot Wheels be the smallest tire manufacturer? But they're not rubber. Well, we didn't say anything about them having to be rubber. Listen, I just read the facts. We get this every week. Uh, all colors of Fruit Loops have the same flavor. Did you know that? Yep. Mm, yes. So do all M&Ms. And finally, in the 1900s, squirrels were America's favorite pet. In the 19 what? In 1900. Just the year 1900. I don't know if it's like a contest. Again, I just get these texts to me after D group, and we just kind of laugh about them. There's probably some more that are like factual. That's maybe like opinion. What's America's animal right the, now? The eagle. That has to be the shortest run as a good pet. One year. Every okay, year. Squirrels, yeah. One year. And they blew. Because everybody well, got them and realized they were terrible. Yeah, exactly. They Do were everyone's. This thing is climbing pet? the walls and clawing everything what in would pieces. Be, what would be America's pet now? Dogs. Always. I thought it was the eagle. People don't just have eagles in their well, It's not that you have it. It's like... That's, that, that's I mean, like the symbol of America. National, it's not America's pet is an okay, eagle. favorite pet. <laughs> you I, read the thing. I know, but I was just thinking like America's animal, you know, like oh, that gosh, right there. That that's America. So speaking of opinions, Josh and Josh, neither of you were on last week. Josh Inman told me he had some strong opinions about our strong opinions. He did. Yeah, I argued I argued with y'all the whole time I was listening. So we were talking about things that people pretend to love but don't <laughs> actually love just because they're a fad. And you disagreed. Are you saying that that's not a thing that happens? Or you just thought that all of the things we listed were not those things? I think probably the second thing you said. I think that it could be a thing that people just say they like something to fit in but everything y'all were saying everything y'all were saying i was like well what if what if you what if you're into something even though you're not really sure you're into it and you learn to like it it's like an acquired taste just because you didn't unacceptable like it from the beginning doesn't mean that you're a poser Yeah, Josh Josh Inman got the most upset about the band t-shirts thing. <laughs> yes, I was real upset about that. And I was upset about how high on the horse our friend Aaron was about Star Wars. Uh-oh. Agreed. I am very high on the horse. Agreed. And high he on took the that force. one too far. So, <laughs> yeah, apparently you can't wear band t-shirts at church, but I'm not still heard about that or anything. <laughs> Josh was asked to change shirts one time because so, he was wearing a Ramon shirt. So, <laughs> one of the one of the most one of the most church stories I have is one year we were doing a I was at a summer camp as a staffer uh, for Christians and <laughs> for Christians <laughs> it's a Christian summer camp and there was a kid walking around in an under oath t-shirt and if you don't know back then that's when under oath was super christian mm. and uh but because it was a 
the it was their album cover of the girl with the medical mask on. Oh yeah. And it just said under oath at the top. Like there was a huge to do about it among the higher ups of the camp because so thing metal bands. <laughs> yeah. They were like, This is not appropriate. And he was like, But it's a Christian band. Mm Not gonna happen. Yeah. I never got asked to not wear my under oath. It shirt. didn't show anything. <laughs> it showed her face with a medical shirt. mask, but apparently her eyes were too pretty and could cause people to lust, so mm. Oh boy. Got it that happens. got that Middle East problem, man. I know. Gotta cover them things up. <laughs> Wear a veil. <laughs> so speaking of that right there, the logo and the assumption of what it is based on the visual. Yeah. Like you saw whoever saw that and was like, You can't wear that at church camp. So today I, I took Josh Rhodes' advice. I'm going to have to call you guys something. This whole Josh Josh thing is really tripping me up. You I were guess, calling him Rhodesy. Rhodesy. I took Rhodesy's advice. Rhodesy mentioned oh, okay. to me a couple weeks ago that. How about Inman and Outman? Ooh, I okay. like that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I would just get more confused than I already am. <laughs> Rhodesy told me that Kesha. Uh-huh. started a podcast uh-huh. and he was like dude we should talk about it and i was like okay and i kind of put it <laughs> on so the back trash. burner so i listened to it today it's called kesha and the creepies mm. okay and it's apparently like all about like paranormal activity that's the whole thing not the movie but like the loves them so much <laughs> and so the first episode she has on Alice Cooper. Oh. Uh, and they kind of talk about ghosts and demons. Well, Alice Cooper, as you may or may not know, is now a Christian. And so she's talking to him and he, she brings up ghosts and whatnot. And He's a he, hardcore Christian. He, yeah. And Get he it? Because like, it's Alice Cooper. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, anyways... <laughs> And he's, he was like, well, you know, I think that ghosts are actually demons. And I think that, you know, on these shows like Ghost Hunters and whatever, they're actually like when they hear these voices and whatnot, it's not ghosts. They're not friendly. Like they're luring you in, whatever. It was super interesting, that one episode. And then beyond that, it was a little bit less interesting. And I'm not at all uh, promoting it because it does have some strong language and some sensitive content. So monitor that with your from children. Al- from Alice Cooper, from Kesha. From Kesha. Oh, okay. And but I don't know if he's like I'm a Christian. <laughs> but they were talking about like the personas and whatnot, and so like Alice Cooper, I have wondered personally since giving his life to Christ, like what has changed for him. Like you have Kanye who gives his life to Christ and he's like, I won't sing my old music anymore. If I do, it'll be new lyrics over the old beat. Yeah. Well, Alice Cooper apparently is still doing the same old thing. Like even to the point that like the presentation on stage is still like creepy. Mm -hmm. Like they still do the, you know, gross stuff, weird people and like, (laughs) zombie costumes and crap like that on stage. But I just thought it was interesting hearing him talk about how, uh, people always just assumed that him and his buddies were like super into like evil and death. And he was like, no, I was never really like super into it. That was just kind of our stage persona. Just, Just kind of sold. Yeah. I was like, which is why such a strange thing to he latch on to. He can't go away from that. I mean, like all these rockheads are like, ah, I don't really want to see the Christian version of this. That's true. Except I would think Alice Cooper could walk away from that because he's like 80. He's so 73. Like, 70, so like he 72, just, 73. Like, yeah, it's so like he could just stop. Walker I mean, away. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody I mean, that was into his really music just is... Stop. I mean, you could. Drive through stereo, dude. It's called... Oh, okay. Man, that hurt the feelings. (laughs) Drive through stereo is never dead. You take that back. That's true. We still all play. When's your next concert? In May. Oh. (laughs) It's gonna be May. What about... You got anything in in February coming up? 
Oh, I don't know. Do I? Oh, okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Drive through Chad's got a concert. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I got the gig or not. Chad's got the gig. He's leading worship for me at an event. Yo. Don't tell people. It's a super spreader. Oh, I was like, <laughs> it's a oh, super spreader. <laughs> the event. I was like, I'm a super spreader. Well, hey, back it up to Kanye. He yeah. and Kim getting divorced. Oh, that's what they say. Really? Well, all we can trust is what they say. Well, that's uh, well. We can't. We don't have to trust what they say. We just know that it's rumored that they're getting divorced. It was also rumored that they were getting divorced because Kanye was hooking up with a trans guy. So, oh god, with a what? With a trans transgender. I apologize. Oh. Uh, but the transgender guy came out and was like, "Nah, that ain't happened. Not me and Kanye." So, he was like repulsed. So I don't that, think so. <laughs> no, would never be caught dead. Have you Kanye. seen his teeth? Uh-uh. Kanye's have... teeth or the other guy's I'm not, teeth? I'm not saying that Kanye's they're bad. Got... I'm just saying that they're weird. That's because his jaw was wired shut for so long. There's a wire. You know, he does like... have a very strong and defined jawline. Well, that's because he got shot in the face or whatever yeah. happened. Car wreck. I don't know story. Something happened. I don't know any of this. This, he, is, all, so, this is all news to me. So one of me. his first songs that went really popular was called Through the Wire. And yeah. It's the story of when his jaw was wired shut. I don't remember what happened. Mm. Car accident, gunshot, something. Maybe 50 Cent was the gunshot. I knew he had been shot a few times. That sounds tough. Yeah, I mean, 50, and, sh- 50, 50 Shint. <laughs> 50 called him out about it because people were saying, like, he was because trying to play it off like he'd got shot in the face. And 50 was like, nah, bro, you were just in a car accident. Mm. I'm the one that got shot. That's why I wear a bulletproof vest. He doesn't wear that vest anymore, apparently. It's not afraid, but... Curtis Washington. Who are you? <laughs> Curtis. Or Jackson, whatever his name is. I don't know what his name is. I'm, I'm so confused. It must be the steroids I'm on. You know, Do I look any stronger, though? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Casey, God. you should make sure you read the instructions and take the medicine as it directs you to. I did. Well, it said, it said before bed. So, I mean, technically, any time is before bed. They should be a little bit more specific. That is true. Just like well, technically any room in your house is a bedroom if you put a bed in it. Mm. Well, last not time Dakota I took has a, to have windows. The last time I took a steroid pack thing, you know, you're supposed to take so many per day. Right. Like, certain times of the day did you overdo it well i didn't pay attention to that fine print i just saw day one day two and so i was taking like all of those pills for that day at once (laughs) and then he was so strong (laughs) it didn't feel good i felt off and they're like well you're taking this medicine right i said i'm just taking it like it said day one (laughs) day three throwing pills in my mouth (laughs) Like you're supposed to kind of space that out a little bit. Yeah. So pay attention to the to the I, destructions. I did. The you. destructions. When you say you, you felt off, to the destruction. Was it like <laughs> I just feel like kind of groggy, like blah, or was it like I feel like I can lift this building over my head? Yes, it was like felt like my heart was going to pound out of my yeah. chest. I was say, that's probably more like racing yeah he's like i'm gonna go run a marathon well when it when it's with your lungs like it's hard the first day it was kind of hard to like take a deep breath but then i feel my my heart over here like i'm just like (laughs) yeah i'd have to be on some kind of drugs to want to run a marathon boy yeah for sure me too maybe there's something wrong with me i never feel anything like that happening on my insides Heart, I don't. I don't think they have medication strong enough them. to affect you. Maybe, Chad. You're, maybe you're just the picture of perfect health, John. <laughs> Surrounded <laughs> and fat. I'm, keep, well, I'm keeping it your, warm. Your, it's your plural your layer. Your plural layer is <laughs> as <Real> extra. Nice. <laughs> That's why it's not inflated. It's extra plural. Uh, yeah. Uh, plural. <laughs> oh my English, gosh. the worst. So life update for me. What? I listened to a song that a girl sings and I liked it. Hey. I don't believe it. It happened. So she's, was, a, she's a dude. I, <laughs> <laughs> she's a dude. Well, He's a dude. 
We're all dudes. Well, she's a guy, so. <laughs> well, well, she sounds she hideous. Sounds hideous. <laughs> no, so. Who is she? I was putting together a video. You're going to take back everything you just said. <laughs> or maybe you won't. Uh, I was putting together this video this week. Uh, there's a family that used to go to the church, moved away, and their mom died. And so I was putting together this video for their, they were doing like a virtual funeral essentially. And so I'm clipping together all this stuff. And one of the things that she wanted was she wanted the song Rescue by Lauren Daigle. And I was sitting there watching the video and listening to it. Is that the one where she's in the house? No, no she's like she's wandering around on the ice caps of Antarctica. Yeah, she's like walking around on the polar ice caps. I don't know how she got there or why she's there, but that's where she's at. And I was like, I kind of like this. Like, you like when Lauren he came Daigle. into my office and started to describe <laughs> it, she's to not me, a dude. <laughs> it reminded me of the talking head that Dwight has on the office, where he's like, I typically find Pam as a calm. <laughs> unobtrusive presence in the office but she's tapped into this vengeful side and i'm like pam has kind of a nice butt and that's exactly what he sounded like he's like typically i don't like lady singers but i'm listening to this song for this funeral video and i'm like wow lauren daigle has kind of a nice butt oh my god i can't not talk about that but Talking about other qualities that Lauren Daigle has, like her voice and other creative songs and things like that. Do you like any of her other stuff? I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Wait, you just listened to you've listened to one Lauren Daigle song heard in your one whole life. Daigle song. I was forced. You need to listen to the Keep Rolling Stones. That's a good one. You'd like that. It's kind of rocky. Why are you staring at me? This is, <laughs> I just don't even is understand. Is that a made-up song? No. That's, that's kind of what I was wondering. Like some Rolling Stones parody or something? Oh, I'm sorry that you guys don't ever listen to Christian music. I don't. Wait, it's, I mean, I don't. I try not to. Christian artists have made it hard. <laughs> it's better than it was. You remember the 90s and Carmen and Champion? Hey, 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 take it back. We don't hate on Carmen. We'll take it all the way back. back. We'll take it all the way back to Striper, man. Ooh, yes, Mm, and Petra. Yeah. Petra. And Megadeth. I think Carmen perfected the talk a song. Yeah, he was the first spoken word artist. Did he perfect it? Or did he just kind of do it? Well, he performed it in front of of sold-out audiences across the world. (laughs) Well, he did do that. Everyone sure. after him was an imitator. Better. Mm. Oh, sorry. They were all just fakers. All That's right. right. Well, hey, speaking of Christian music, mm. we did our 200 follower guest spot on the podcast giveaway, and our winner was Caleb Stanton. What's up, Caleb, Caleb Stanton Music. On Instagram. Is this really a giveaway? And or like we asked them to come in and do some work. Like here's no, a rake. Do these leaves. <laughs> <laughs> like No, I mean I would like to think it's a pleasure to come on the podcast. That's it's a job to me. Oh wow. Well you can that's leave. The, no. That's <laughs> that's that's the mindset that I come in as a Oh, you come in ready to work, is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm, ready to, I'm ready to do some work. Well so Caleb we couldn't work out our schedules. Are you sure his name's not Caleb? Pretty sure. No, I'm going on. Did you ask? <laughs> I mean, I said Caleb, and he didn't stop me. Well, so. Yeah, because that's awkward. The <laughs> podcast host you just met, you're trying to impress. We're sorry, Caleb. Caleb, so, it, it may be Caleb. We don't record till 10 o'clock Central Standard, and he lives on the Eastern not standard and so uh, we couldn't we couldn't sync up (laughs) getting him on with all of us but i interviewed him solo and it was fun i enjoyed our conversation we went longer than we planned and i would like to have him back again one day but anyways right now i'm going to kick it over to that interview and then we will be right back What's up? How's it going? Doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. 
Awesome. Can you hear me and everything all right? I can. Can you hear me okay? Yes, it's perfect. Thank you so much cool. for having an actual mic set up and everything. That's great. <laughs> yeah, of course. So much better than the uh, standard, you know, AirPods or, yep. you know, your Target headphones or whatever. <laughs> yep. So, man, how's it going? It's been good. Just living the life, you know? Yeah, Mr. Caleb Stanton. So, I feel like it's like standard now, thanks to 2020, that now I have to ask... How are you surviving COVID? Um, it's had its ups and downs. Yeah. Um, so I'm still in college. Um, okay. So back in March, I was forced to leave campus and do online school. Um, yes. Which was just kind of rough, honestly. Um, leaving leaving all the friends and just all the the campus life and returning back to. Um, just the, the home life, which home life is good, but just it, at college at home is just not, not my thing. So respect. So that, that was, that was, um, they had its ups, ups and downs there. Um, but then, you know, during the summer, um, my family and I, we went on some, went on some trips, which is good. So, uh, we were able to take a, a few minutes to where it felt like, you know, COVID wasn't even happening. So that was, so that was nice. Yes. Um, and then we were able to return, um, to campus, um, in August, which is awesome. Okay. Um, and then we were there the whole semester, which is great. So, um, so COVID, it was, you know, not, not great, but you know, could have been a lot worse. So, so Caleb, I, where are you in college at? I go to Cedarville university in Ohio. Okay. And what are you going yeah. for? So I am a um, a worship arts major. Um, so got a lot of Bible classes, a lot of music classes. So when people ask, you know, what is what does that entail? I'd say, well, I'm basically half Bible major and half music major. Okay. So, so yeah. the Bible major side, do you get into a lot of like the Hebrew and Greek kind of stuff, or um, not so much? Not not so much. Um, we focus more on theology and that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so I know like the, um, the whole, uh, biblical studies major that they have, uh, at Cedarville, they do a lot of the, the Greek and Hebrew and that kind of stuff. Um, but those are a few of the classes that they don't have us do um, All right. for, for our major. So gotcha. Well, Caleb, why don't you tell our listeners and myself, cause we just met a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned before, I'm a college student. Um, so I, um, Let's see. I'm a musician. Um, have been since second grade when I started taking piano. So oh, wow. I took piano for about 10 years. Um, for the first probably five or six years, I absolutely hated it because I was just <laughs> playing a bunch of music that I didn't want to be playing. Um, so at that point, like I was a musician, but I didn't really consider myself a musician because I didn't enjoy it. I'm like, this is not, this is not what defines me. This is just something that my mom wants me to do and <laughs> I was just doing it. Yeah. Um, but then I started playing some music that I absolutely loved, um, and started playing, um, with my band at church. And, uh, about five years ago when I is when I actually started loving music, um, and started making it my own instead of just something that was just kind of a chore almost. Um, so that's kind of when I started to love, love music. Um, and when I was probably, I think it was, I was about 15, I started, I decided, Hey, I'll start just writing songs and just kind of see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought, I thought that'd be kind of cool. A little poor connection did I, there. Did I lose you again? Are we back? Yeah, I think so. I got you on this end. So I decided, um, I decided that I would just start writing some music. Um, and so when I was probably 15, I wrote my first first song and you know with those first couple songs looking back those are probably songs that i would never share with anyone else just absolutely <laughs> you know yes. it's just, i'm just getting started and yeah you know I, in the moment it's like oh this is a great song and then looking back it's like no that was not a great song yeah but, so as a um, fellow songwriter and i i mean not recording artist i have recorded but is there one song that would definitely never ever be
be performed anywhere for anyone else's ears? And what's its title? Oh, let me think about that. Because I feel like I write so many songs and only a small fraction of them actually are ever heard. Let's see. I wrote one. Um, I wrote one, I think it was two years ago. Um, it's called, it actually has the same, the same title as an instrumental piece I released like three years ago, I think. Um, but it's called, it's called beautiful. Um, okay. and it's basically just like, it's almost just a love song to God, basically that I would just sit at the piano and just play. Okay. Um, and be like, basically just going through the attributes of God almost, but it's not one that I would ever record or play for other people. I, I feel that. So, but sometimes you just <laughs> got to get those things out, right? You do. I mean, that's, that's part of what Christian songwriting is, is just, you know, you have these feelings and you just express them and just worship and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So speaking of your songwriting, I went immediately whenever we drew your name and listened to your entire Spotify catalog. And so is Spotify the only place that people can find your music or where else can people find you? They can find it. Um, you can find it on Amazon Music and Apple Music, YouTube Music. Um, these are pretty much anywhere you listen to music. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had... Hold on. Now I'm going to have to pull up my notes on my phone and I'm not <laughs> going to be able to see your face. Oh, no. There you are. So when I was listening, I picked up on some things. And I mean, I could be totally wrong, but your song, Won't Let Go, mm-hmm. had a really Owl City vibe to me. Kind of that, not necessarily like any kind of like electronica or EDM like that, but like just kind of that. I don't know, that kind of perky, like chipper vibe that Owl City has a lot of times. And then as I was listening through, I was just picking up a lot of different tones and sounds like uh, Fear and Anthem of the Redeemed. Mm -hmm. They both, there was something about them that kind of had this folky kind of like Arcadian Wild or the Mm -hmm. Oh Hellos kind of feel to them. And then caught in the middle, I caught just a really heavy like elevation like specifically like mac brock mm-hmm. kind of vibe so who are some of the artists that inspire your style or just inspire you in general yeah for sure so yeah like you mentioned owl city he's definitely um adam young is definitely one of my one of my big inspirations i just love love the way he um, I love his compositions. I love the way he writes his lyrics. Um, and so I've been listening to him for, uh, I don't know how many years, <laughs> many years. And I just feel like he's definitely been a big, a big influence, um, in the way I write music and the way I record it and produce it and all that stuff. Um, so he's definitely a big one. Um, uh, let's see. Matthew West is another one. Um, okay. Yeah. So the way that he, um, again, just, I, whenever I listen to music, I can't help, but just think about how poetic the songs are. Um, and so I just, I love the way that like that Matthew West and the way that Adam Young, the way they, they put words together. It's just, every time I listen to a song, I'll hear one line in a song that'll just pop out and I'll be like, Whoa, that was, that was just brilliant. The way that was, that the way that was orchestrated. Yeah. Um, so those two are some big ones. Um, I would say um, I've been listening to Toby Mac for many years. Of course, um, yeah. So definitely him. Um, let's see, what are some others? Um, uh, let's see, they're they're a little newer, but Apollo Ltd. Um, they've okay. been they've been a. a a major influence in the last couple of years, um, just in some of their production techniques that I listen to. I'm like, Oh, I really like that. Like, um, they do a lot of, um, and this is a very like technical productions, uh, production side of things. Um, so I don't know 
for for your listeners they might not quite understand but yeah <laughs> because because i i produce all my own music um and so i'll record um instead of just recording one vocal track i'll do maybe two or three and then put one in the center and then one in the left ear and one in the right ear and it creates like a really big vocal sound okay um and i got that idea from them and so i just have a lot of different artists that um over the years have kind of influenced the way that I sing the way that I write the way that I produce and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, and then also kind of like you were mentioning how, um, won't let go kind of owl city and, um, uh, caught in the middle elevation type thing. I wanted like a lot of times when you listen through a record of an artist, it sounds a lot of the songs just sound very similar and yeah, very much absolutely. like kind of like they're, very clearly different songs, but they also sometimes sound very similar too. Um, and so one of my goals with the, with, um, the, the record and everything, um, was to not have two songs that sounded alike. So just trying to make them all sound very different. So that way it gave a little variety, maybe like the people who like more of the EDM stuff, like there'll be a couple songs on there for you that you'll like really vibe out to. If you like more of the soft um, Christian contemporary, there are a couple songs on there for you. If you like the upbeat, almost rock type, there are a couple there for you. And so I just like, I just wanted to kind of hit all the bases so everybody could have something they enjoy. But then also if somebody like me who appreciates like all types of music, there's like, it kind of touches all the bases. Yeah. Well, variety is the spice of life, or at least that's what I've heard. Yep. (laughs) Well, I, I appreciate that, you know, lyrics, the the poetic style matters to you. That's always been a big deal for me. Uh, two of my favorite writers and singers are John Foreman of Switchfoot and mm. a guy named Matt McDonald from a band called The Classic Crime. Okay. Uh, them, those two guys to me can put things into words in a way that I could just never imagine myself doing it. Like, you know, John Foreman for a long time, his like his motto or whatever, what he shot, his goal was to write a song every day. I can't even imagine doing that. Now, granted he was a full-time musician and I'm a janitor, but like (laughs) even still just like sitting down and, fleshing out enough ideas and having enough creativity to do something like that just blows my mind. Yeah. Lyrical like mastery has always been a bit of my downfall. I'm a pretty simple guy. And so my lyrics always kind of came out simple. Yeah. So how do you avoid your lyrics coming out simple? Or is that something you don't really think about and you just kind of let it flow and whatever comes out comes out? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's, there's a little bit of that, um, actually a lot of that. And then there's also a lot of just like really striving for something that is maybe not simple. Um, but I feel like at least for me, I just like kind of just let it pour out as I, as I write, just let it come from the heart and just kind of pour out, um, my words and just kind of see what happens. Um, I feel like, um, there are a lot of songwriters that will just, um, sit down and they'll like outline their songs. They'll be like, okay, this is what I want each verse to be about. This is what I want the chorus to be about. And then they just like try to, um, they just try to make, the chorus as poetic as they possibly can. And they make each song just very intricate in the way it's worded and everything. For me, I prefer just write a song and just kind of whatever happens happens. And some songs will be just really simple, kind of cheesy worship songs that I'll be like, uh, this is, this is on my iPhone notepad, (laughs) but I will never, I will never record this. I will never use this song in church. And like, no, that's not, I'm not using that. And then there are other songs kind of like, um, like my song, give it all. Um, that song, um, I was just in my room one day and 
I was just playing guitar and I just played a nice G chord and I'm like, Ooh, I have an idea. And I just basically started singing. And within five minutes I had over half the song written. Um, and so it just like over time, like just because I've been writing songs for five years or whatever, it doesn't mean that every song that I write is going to be like the, the quality that I would want to be on my next record or something. Absolutely. Um, and so like when I was writing songs for my past, for the record that came out, um, in October, um, I wrote probably close to 200 songs or at least 200 choruses for the album. Oh, wow. Um, so, and so it was like, it was so hard to know because there were probably about a hundred of them that I liked. And then there were about a hundred of them that were like, kind of, eh, those are just kind of cheesy. I'm not going to use those. Yeah. Um, and so it just kind of came down to like, I, I pretty much always start with the chorus because that's, I feel, I feel like the easiest to get. Um, because when you, if you get a song stuck in your head, it's most likely not going to be the bridge of a song. It's probably going to be the chorus. True and so like, that's just kind of the, I don't know, the foundation of the song on most, yeah. uh, even though it's kind of in the middle, it's kind of the foundation. Um, and so that I always tend to write that first. And so, you know, I finally ended up narrowing it down to the 11 songs that are on the record. And then I just took those choruses and then I finished the song and I kept writing. I, like um anthem of the redeemed and in everything and caught in the middle i rewrote the verses between five and ten times before i had the final product nah. so so it's like to answer your question there's like there's not always a method to it um i'd say the most helpful thing it's not like there's like step one to writing a song is do this. Step two is this. Step three is this. I'd say it's more just, especially as a Christian songwriter, it's just pour out your heart in worship and just write down these lyrics. And, you know, you may end up with, with some good ones and sometimes you get lucky. And then sometimes I'll hit like a dry six months where I write 10 songs that are terrible yeah. and, and, you know, that, that just happens. Um, but to me, like, it's really cool to have a lot of people listening to my music, but at the end of the day, it's all about worshiping the creator. And so kind of like my song, um, in the album one, um, that song is all about, um, just at the end of the day, it's all about, it's all about our worship for the audience of one, which is God. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of my method. Um, it's just, just worship and just let the Lord do his thing. And yeah. Awesome, man. I've got mad <laughs> respect for anybody who can write music because people who have not written a song, you know, the nuts and bolts, the music and the lyrics, can just never understand how difficult it can truly be to flesh mm -hmm. out those ideas and to find one that fits the other and actually comes together and gives you your verses, your choruses, your bridges, and, you know, comes out to be a complete song that you actually enjoy and don't mind the public listening to. Mm -hmm. uh, so I appreciate that process. I, so I'm, I'm a little sad that you couldn't be on with all of the other guys. Uh, the time difference made things weird for us. We recorded a, a late hour. It's something that we talk about every week, uh, <laughs> but it's just the life of being married men with children, you know, and jobs. It's, it is what it is, but I wanted to give you just a, a small feel of what it's like here at the pop gospel podcast. I wanted to ask you one question. Okay. Okay. So we have three scenarios here and I'm going to let you pick your scenario and then I'll pitch it to you and you'll give your answer. So your three scenarios are either alien abduction, mysterious package or magical elf. Hmm. <laughs> let's, let's go with mysterious package mysterious package it is so a couple i say a couple episodes almost 20 episodes ago now we uh 
talked through some different scenarios just as a part of the episode. And these were three of the ones we discussed. A mysterious package was this. You receive a mysterious package with glasses inside. The glasses come with a note or a warning. You put If you put the glasses on, you will be able to see one crime that will happen in the future that day that you can stop. However, every night you will have a dream of a way worse crime that happens somewhere else in the world that you could not stop. Do you put on the glasses and fight crime or do you go about your business none the wiser? So you can put on the glasses once and you can only stop one crime. No, if you put those glasses on for the rest of your life, you will see one crime each day that you can stop. Okay. But the adverse, every night you will have a dream of a way worse crime that you had no chance of stopping. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like it's really hard. Like, I'd like to think that I would pick to put the glasses on for the good of other people. Absolutely. But if I was actually living in the moment, would I would I be selfless or selfish? That's mm. <laughs> that's the hard thing. Um, that is the test. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to think I would be selfless. I don't know. I feel like I do feel like it would actually be kind of cool to be able to stop a crime with these glasses. Absolutely. That would be pretty cool. Um Huh. I think I'd put the glasses on. All right, Caleb Stanton putting the glasses on. Fighting I think crime. I'd put the glasses on. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Well, Caleb, I kept you a little bit longer than I said I would, but I thank you so much for coming on. Felt like we were really just getting started. Uh maybe we can have you back on at a later date. I feel like we really hit a home run with this drawing and you being a guy, an artist, you know, someone that we can uh, talk about their craft with. And so maybe we could have you back on a later date and we could talk a little bit more in depth, catch up with you, see where you're at and see how things are going, man. That'd be awesome. All right, man. Well, I'm going to let you go. I hope you have a great night and I hope that 2021 is the best year yet for every aspect of your life. (laughs) All right. Thank you. All right, man. You have a great night. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, so that was Caleb Stanton. Thank you so much, Caleb, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being a winner. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Caleb. I'm still (laughs) not convinced. And now, Casey, do you want to set a new milestone for us? Are we doing another giveaway? Oh. In the future? Yeah. How many followers do we have right now? What just happened? Heard some kind of weird like it was like an alarm clock went like, off. No, it, it was like, like a, a music box. Thing. Yeah, and it yeah, freaked freaked so, me out. Josh. So my phone alerts me when it's my bedtime, fifteen minutes before my bedtime. <laughs> Is that what that was? <laughs> oh my god! It was like it sounded like da na na. So your bedtime's ten. Your bedtime's ten fifty nine. My bedtime's eleven. It's time to go night night. That is weird. It's ten forty-five here. I don't know what time oh, it is there. Well, it is. There is a minute difference between Central Arkansas and North we have two hundred and ten followers. All right, let's do one or two hundred eleven. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it took forever to get from like one eighty-three well, to two hundred. Well, but I mean, how often do you want to have a special guest on? Well, if they're as good as Caleb, probably every week. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hey now, well, hey now. Uh, okay. hey that's now. how you that's how you end up replacing yourself. That's changed my mind. <laughs> we'll do it at four thousand. <laughs> I'm kidding, boy. Two fifty. Your face is saying Probably. you don't like that. What do you want? Two twenty five. I don't let's know. Let's go with five hundred. Two five hundred. Let's go yeah, three hundred. Yeah, so we'll get to do another one of these in like two years. <laughs> Not hey. <laughs> you know what? Hey, with those attitudes. Hey now. Hey now. With those attitudes? Hey, I have a question. What's your policy on people being on other people's podcasts? Are you for it or are you against it? I'm talking to you, not the wall. What, <laughs> what do you mean? You, not the like wall. you being on someone He's else's podcast? Treat this like a job. You're my boss. I'm just there's a I guy who has a podcast. 
I he's never engaged me. I just listen to it. It's just a matter of time. It's what happened with yours. <laughs> I mean, as long as you don't record it Thursdays at ten o'clock, I don't care. It's not a repeating thing. I don't. So, do you think that he's going to ask you to be on it just because you're listening to it? Like, how I don't does... know. That's what the pop gospel did. We asked Caleb to be on there. He just <laughs> he didn't even listen. <laughs> he just followed us on Instagram. Now he listens, I don't... right? You said it's not a repeating thing. He doesn't do a podcast more well, than once. Like listen, he did one podcast, no, and now you think you're going to be wanna, on it. I don't want to sound like a dork. It's about sports cards. Anyways, <laughs> he does like he does a different guest each week. God, but so I'm I've started this project I'm trying to do, and he's interested in it. So I wouldn't be shocked if he's like, "Hey, dude, you should tell everybody about this project you're doing." <clears throat> so. That's it. Do you want to know about the project? Do you have a curious look on your face? Oh, well, no. I was just going to say, I mean, I don't care. As far as I'm concerned, here there's like an... Uh, there's a no-compete clause not There's like place. an FDA instead of an NDA. It's like a full disclosure agreement. So, like, as long as you go on there and all you talk about is, is being on this gospel? other podcast, yeah, yeah, that would be great. Bro, I gas this thing up all the time. That's why we're at 210. Hey, you know what the Bryant thing to do would be? 212. 2-1-2. What was that? And no one thing. That's the, that's the temperature in which water boils and one degree difference changes everything. It's a Buck James thing. And yes, it was as stupid as that <gasps> moment just did. <laughs> Buck, you can't say Buck that. James heard you. Yes, I can. But yeah. I can say whatever hey, I want. You're not allowed in Bryant anymore. Hmm. You can go shop at the Kroger on military. No, thanks. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> Not a fan of the Kroger on military. I'd rather throw my wallet away at the trash can at Whole Foods. That's essentially what you do when you go in that store. Wow. You can't come out with any money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, my God. They take it all. I didn't follow any of that. Something about throwing your wallet at, the, at a different store. Well, and no one should have followed it. That's for sure. Oh, we're but you should follow, follow us it. on Instagram. You should because we're doing a giveaway at three thousand or whatever at Pop Gospel Pod. Five, it's five three hundo three hundred at three hundo. We'll okay. we'll have someone else on. We don't we don't have to do a giveaway where it's like, hey, come on the podcast. It could be like, hey, let's go. We'll send you something cool. Let's go get some chicken nuggies or something. Ooh, yes, I would love to do a Nuggies well, run with us. Oh, go in the kayak with Aaron. Can you do that? Can you put two butts in that seat? <laughs> hey, speaking of policies, can we make sure Casey is taking medication before every podcast? <laughs> See, I smell a little off. Apparently, this is what Josh wants. So, we need to double I mean, if they want to come fishing with me, I'll take them. That, so, you know, the last this time... This girl I dated one time, her dad said that. <laughs> I was a little nervous. He's going to push me off the boat and leave you. <laughs> yeah. The last time we got McDonald's together oh, so on the podcast was the Spicy Nuggets. That was episode Spicy 69 nuts. as well. Oh, that's why I don't remember it because it was a blur. Because <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a great memory that like it took two or three days to get over. Yeah, and you guys Sorry, like, Josh. left me on pause just <clears throat> hanging out. Well, we it's not our fault that your McDonald's so messed up your order. We, we couldn't help it. You got regular nuggets. I didn't order regular nuggets, though. Everybody's like, let's, move to, Nor let's move to Northwest Arkansas. You should have checked ever. before you left, and then you could have had happen to you what happened to me where I got... <laughs> 20 regular nugs, and mm -hmm. I was like, no, I ordered the spicy, and then I got 20 spicy nugs, and I just ate all of them. What you should have done was gone on the Wednesday before the podcast, eating them secretly, and then confessed your sin before everybody, and then be judged. That's what well, I now, did. Now, now, <laughs> Go back now and listen that, to episode 69. It was tough. It was tough. Now that, that it's been long enough, me. I can admit that oh, I did man. have them before the podcast. <gasps> They're actual spicy nugs. It took him... What episode is this? About nice him. <laughs> I want to say this is eighty five. It took Josh. I am appalled at you, sir. Twenty six <laughs> episodes. Sixteen episodes. I bite my thumb at you. Casey can't do math. Oh, oh let's look at my him? flaws. Wow. Can we call him Nuggets? We call not Nugs. Please. No, we're gonna it's call him Nugs. Please, I agree with. Would Josh. you rather us call him Tinders, Josh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, as opposed to Tindies. 
Oh, oh the that's chicken just tendies. uncomfortable. That was a, that was a <laughs> statement and something he said off air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you not tracking? No, I'm, I'm tracking. Tra- oh, okay, okay. I'm just trying not to talk about it on Gosh, the show. You, right. you feel are. Like if I start talking, I'm not gonna stop. You are wildly, weird. wildly mature. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you, man. Five years See, ago, Chad, you'd have fallen right in that I'm trap. S- I'm super thrown off. I legit. I think I had ten articles <laughs> of things that we could have talked about tonight, and all of them got deleted, and I couldn't recover them. Oh yeah. And then you guys were showing up, and so I didn't have time mm. to regain them. You so I have one article here about a new show on Netflix. And so while oh, we're I'm talking, cool. I'm just hoping that things keep That's going funny. because I've got nowhere to go if it does. You should have saved that stuff off your Parlor account before it all got deleted. Oh, okay. I, I, I had Parlor and literally never used it. Okay. I downloaded it, created an account, and never looked at it because I was like, meh. I got on Telegram this week. Yeah, I'm on Telegram. What's Telegram? You send any Telegrams? It's essentially a messaging app. Mm. Beep, 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 why, beep, why is it? Why? I mean, is iMessage not sufficient? Well, so it's kind of like a tw- it's kind of like Twitter. Kind of close to Twitter. And Telegram is it is it right wing affiliate? I don't think so. I don't know. I just want to make sure I don't get into something that's gonna get shut down. No, but Telegram is like they Life. they claim to have like the fastest messaging, which I mean I can say it's pretty dead gum. You fast. like you like think of typing and it's like boop. There's no limit to like the group that you have, and so like whether you are iPhone or Android, like there's no discrepancies oh my gosh. there. It's gonna unify America. It might. Wow. It might do it. It's not. It's no political person at all. It's an app. You missed your shot, Facebook. Telegram's time. So let let's should we should we talk about that? Should we talk about the Twitter, Facebook stuff? Sure. I, I mean, the podcast is almost over. We can do like one thought and leave. Just, just like a super brief, like, is it just me or? I mean, I know it's not just me, but I have to pose it this way because you never. I don't know what our listeners feel like. But new like, year, new me, Chad. Is it just me? Or is Twitter like, hey, we don't like what you're saying, shut you down. But then they're also like, hey, it's dangerous to shut people down. <laughs> right? Like in the same week? Yeah. Did you see a Jack Dorsey video that came out today? I did. Of him talking about like shutting, shutting yeah. anyone and everyone down? Yeah. He was saying it's starting with one account, which we all know what account that is, the president of the United States. But he's just the first that is going to continue, and it's going to continue for quite some time. Which is just super interesting to me. And here's the thing. I understand and agree they are a private company, and they can do what they want. But if you have terms of agreement and you have a standard, that standard should be held across the board. And so the fact that, like, China can still tweet and <laughs> like that account like the ayatollah can I still tweet China. things like death to america and stuff yeah. the fact that they can still tweet well that doesn't but incite, other people that doesn't can't. incite violence it just describes it <laughs> it just describes it <laughs> listen they don't mean it the amount of clout the amount of clout that you garner do you garner whenever you get my words just starting to slur here. The 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 clout that you garner whenever you get kicked off of a social media site, like they're like, oh my gosh, like what did he say? What did he do? Like mm. when people get banned, you're like, what did you do to get banned from social media? And so I don't know where you post about it now, but uh, <laughs> I could stand to get banned. Do you think you could get banned from Twitter? You don't care about Twitter. You think I you don't. Could, you think you could get banned from Twitter this Surely. next week before the podcast? I want you to try. I don't know. I kind of don't want to get like targeted by the FBI or anything. <laughs> yeah, because you straight look like. <laughs> yeah, you're on the no-fly list already. <laughs> look at the do. jaws on that guy. <laughs> oh man! Because I mean, the moment I start tweeting the things that will get me kicked off, then they start pulling up like the transcripts of what my Alexa has heard and things. Oh, and the like, Alexa! <laughs> she just. 
<laughs> we were talking about this stuff at lunch. Alexa's like, are you sure a- you want me to tell Aaron, you? Aaron took his phone and slid it down the hallway before he <laughs> forgot about that. Because he didn't want Siri listening. <laughs> I do, all the time. That's why I tend to tell people that I love When Chad and I are discussing this in my office, I tell my office Alexa that... Look, this These is just conjecture, okay? <laughs> You're air the quoting thoughts the and whole opinions time. expressed in this office do not directly represent the person who owns this Alexa. Ridiculous. But yeah, I just... I, the fact that anyone could see what's happening and just be fine with it is mind-boggling to me. Now, to... To say the freedom of speech thing about Trump, okay, well, no, technically freedom of speech is not a defense from Twitter telling you what you can and cannot say on their platform, but to see it and not think like, oh, this is dangerous, like when these people start becoming the arbiters of truth, that's what is a problem for me, that they will decide what is true or well, and, false information. And what is truth is already like like subjective to people. Like like what is true to you and what is true to me are different. And so it's already like it's in danger. And so I, I think about if you take out truth, whether whether it's whether it's one hundred percent truth or not, when you take out one entire side of something and it's like, oh, you're just over inundated with non truths or half truths or biased truths, and then so well, and I'm then it becomes more this. of a like a like a brainwashing rewiring type thing when you when you remove a a counterpoint of view, and the only things being then then it then it becomes propaganda, yeah, and it stops being news, it stops being information. And it stops being, uh, you know, any form of of truth or or anything because you only have one side of it. Well, and I I like to hear, and I'm going to stop so the Joshes can talk after this, but I I like to hear what other people think. Like, as a a pastor, whenever I talk to people about who who are non-believers... Man, tell me why you don't believe. And and I don't want to, I don't want to, like, come at you with the gospel right off the bat. I want to know... What are the truths that you believe? What are the things that have kind of shaped your life? And so I'm the same way with people when it comes to um, just the way the world is right now. Like, I hear things and I'm like, there's no way this is real. But there's a lot of people who think this is an absolute truth. And so, like, I want to know, like, what do you think about this? Like, do you truly think that half of the world are, like, racist? Like, Half of the American population don't like people because of their skin color and things like that. And so it's like, if you think that, tell me why you think that. And so for me, I'm more of like a truth seeker through what you believe, not, ah, that's wrong. Like, nah. Yeah. Like, I want to have that conversation, but it's it's also like, it's frowned upon if you ask that question. Like, well, you should know the answer. Like, well, and at this point, wanting to have the conversation is frowned upon. Yeah. Which I'm like, <laughs> what kind of backwards world do we live in right now? Yeah. Where it's like, oh no, we can't talk about that because that's racist or that's this or that's you're being a, bib- a bigot or a homophobe or something else. Like, well, okay, so how do we just ignore it and it goes away? Like, yeah. you got to say something. So, Well, in my mind, the biggest, the, the biggest issue is that these conversations are now... Uh, limited only to social media these days so you have a face-to-face conversation with somebody that you would potentially argue with on facebook the conversation probably would be completely different it would be less combative and defensive and more of what you described casey which was let's just kind of have a conversation about this Mm -hmm. but it seems like for some reason on social media there seems like there's this need to, um, well, you've got people looking at what you say, you know, your friends see your comment, your friends see what so-and-so said and -and so-and-so said, and then the threads just kind of pile up. So 
it's almost it seems to me like the engagement would be different if if these were face-to-face conversations oh for sure and it's unfortunate that that the face-to-face conversations are rare josh rhodes are you becoming irritable or are you having a heart attack i almost had a heart attack (laughs) pleurisy Oh no! So, so I'm I'm wearing my wife's AirPods, and they're the Air. The <laughs> I don't know what he was gonna say. <laughs> I'm wearing my wife's sweater, <laughs> and they're the pros, so they're like super noise canceling and stuff. Yeah. And I had no clue that she was standing in the room right next to me. Uh. Okay. All <laughs> I know I look is out of the, I looked out of the finished. corner of my eye, and there was something standing there, and I was like, there was nothing there just a second ago. And like straight up going like fight or flight, I was about to just Casey finished his statement, and Josh Inman is over here talking away, and Rhodesy is like holding his chest <laughs> and like convulsing back and forth. Like I I I, I thought I was gonna die, yo. I thought we were gonna have I, to I, call nine one one and get him to save up. What the heck was that? Mm. <laughs> They're listening right now. Get out of here, Alexa. Nobody like you. Which one of y'all just ripped one into your microphone? (laughs) I did not. Speaking speaking of ripped one, this is gonna sounded like an explosion. This is gonna transition. So this guy put a picture on Twitter of somebody he bought some cards and he's like, What the heck, y'all? It's an it was a bubble mailer with nothing in it. And the best comment someone said Yo, somebody farted in that and still didn't <laughs> ship it to you. That's right. I was dead. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us. Told you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you enjoyed the interview. And hey, at 300 followers yeah, on Instagram. With 800. And the spicy nugs. It could be you. Who knows? Mm. We're going to get out of here. I'm Chad the Dad. I have a new catchphrase. I'm still Casey Winstead. Yeah, okay. Number 23, Ted Buckland. Scrubs. (laughs) And we're out. Peace.